0: Wine and Crime contains graphic and explicit content that may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised.
1: Alright, well, you're listening to Wine and Crime... <laughs> It's the podcast
2: <gasps> where three friends
1: <laughs> chug <laughs> wine, chat true crime or something, and,
0: and hate their lives.
1: <laughs> Someone's <laughs> hungover. Two days in a
3: row. <laughs> Guess which one it is? It's me. Y'all,
1: <laughs> I didn't do the intro in my totally normal way, and now I'm blanking on the last line of the intro.
0: We're true friends. Unleash their worst tattoo crime and And unleash unleash their worst Minnesota accents.
1: Yep. Unleash that (laughs) shit. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, if y'all can't tell, we recorded another episode yesterday, and um, yeah, we're feeling the holiday crunch. This episode will come out post holidays, but uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's been real busy. Real busy. And you are Kenyan. And I'm Kenyon. And I'm
3: And I'm Lucy.
1: And I'm Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're getting the energy up. We're getting the energy up. What woo, up? Yeah. Woo, 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 woo. I'm wearing my back brace. I am. Don't worry, my tooth brace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got adult <laughs> braces. We got back braces. Back braces. So brace yourselves. This Wining is going to be enough of braces. <laughs>
3: We're buckled in, you guys. We are literally strapped in.
1: (laughs) I love it. Um, All right. This episode um, was a fan pick, which is fast becoming my favorite type of episode. Um, Seriously, they've
0: been so good. It's
1: so good. Okay, so this episode was picked by a $25 a month Patreon uh, Stephanie Crocker. (laughs) So shout
0: Mm -hmm. out. I'm assuming Um, you're related to Chris Crocker, and that's pretty amazing. So
3: congratulations (laughs) to you. He said our names. I know. (laughs) Ah. (laughs) Um, I love him.
1: Also, shout out to Stephanie's business, which has the coolest name of all time. Uh, It is Bitches Walking Dogs. It is a dog walking business called Bitches Walking Dogs.
3: I love love it.
1: It's so good. <laughs> so if you live in Ottawa and you own dogs, shout out to Bitches Watch- Walking Dogs and to Stephanie Crocker for being an amazing human.
3: Brilliant. Um, mm. Amazing so, Canadian. So an Steph- exemplary Canadian.
1: <laughs> Real primo Canadian. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so,
3: Cream oh. of the Canadian crap. Oh, okay. We're done. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hungover over Amanda has rolled. Joke is yep. over.
0: We're done with that joke. <laughs>
1: so Stephanie chose the topic, Crazy Canadians.
0: Oh, so good.
1: Canadian crimes. Oh, we're so excited. This was a
0: I really fun this. one to research. I know. But,
3: I loved it. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, also, initially, she recommended Crazy Canucks. but. Yeah. We got differing reports as to whether Canucks is a derogatory term.
0: <laughs> so we were like, let's just avoid it. I did a case. lot of
3: Googling.
1: Yeah. I'll share with you
3: what I found. Ooh. I think in general, like, people are concerned that it's an ethnic slur. Yeah. but Of
1: Canadian I, ethnicity?
3: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Right. Maybe, like, like native canadians. i identify ethnically
0: as canadian
2: <laughs>
0: so that's why i always write that in on the u.s census
3: <laughs> they're like um you're here illegally what, please leave
0: hispanic or other and i write in canadian or other
3: well i think that i think that they just view canadians just view it as like a nickname kind of mm-hmm. like i wouldn't be offended if someone called me a yankee yeah, right. it's sort of like along those lines, unless you were to say like those fucking Canucks, right? Well, yeah, like but then you context can say matters as well.
1: Anything you could say, those fucking relief aid People. workers, yeah, <laughs> relief aid workers, those fucking, fucking nuns. ER nurses, those am I right? Fucking blood uh. donors, <laughs> fucking Lady Diana. <laughs> it kind of <laughs> ruins Mother anything. Teresa. So, oh, or makes it God. better. Yeah. Okay. So,
3: context is important, but I think that generally Canucks is okay to use. All right.
1: All right. Still not going to have a But We are calling this crazy title.
3: Canadians. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Right. Just in case. We didn't want all the emails. Please don't send us emails. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> don't but email emails. us. <laughs> but her fucking emails. I mean, send us nice emails. Just don't send us annoying emails.
3: But <laughs> our inbox. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, Amanda, what is our wine crime pairing for crazy Canadians? Well, in
0: lieu of wine today, we had to get in the Canadian spirit. Mm. And we are... <laughs> drinking Labatt Blue a fine Canadian ale the pale wine
1: of beers ale.
0: the wine of beers nope it's a pilsner no pilsner it's not a pilsner it is a pale lager
1: oh so it's not an ale
0: either i fucked that up it's a pale lager
1: we don't um, we don't know shit about beer yep or i don't here you do. are,
0: here are some stats on this beer it is 5% abv estimated 150 calories per can. Mm. Um, It's rated an overall rating of 4 out of 10 on most (laughs) popular (laughs) rating sites.
2: And
0: (laughs) I thought I would read you... I thought I'd read you a review from Ale Rider 78, Winchester, Ontario, Canada. Mm. Picked up a tall boy at Foodland... Had this beer many times a long time ago and grew up to realize, why was I drinking this in the first place? <laughs> d- d- didn't know any better, I guess. Pours a huge foamy white head with good retention and has straw-colored appearance. Some dirty lacing. Ooh. Lacing is the, like, tracks that are left on the glass after a sip. Uh-huh,
3: uh-huh. So the it's kind of like the legs
0: of a wine, but right. it's a little different. Kay. Aromas of grains and hay. Flavors are bland <laughs> with grainy malts and grass. Really not much else. Last time I drank this beer, massive headache ensued. have <laughs> any one more time just to rate.
1: <laughs> I appreciate the dedication. Oh, that's so good. Right. We're
2: gonna
1: have to um, write so yeah. to True Crime Garage and be like, We've started in on your turf. We reviewed yeah. La, Bat La Blue La Bat
2: Blue.
0: Well, I didn't <laughs> review it. I just read somebody else's review.
1: Um I like like
0: notes of hay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Labatt Blue sales started pretty strong out of the gate uh, in spring of 2008 with 2.91 million units sold in the United States. That has since ebbed and flowed. The lowest it's gotten is uh, a rough year in the spring of 2016, 1.79 million. But as of right now... Or back up to 2.12 million units sold in the US as of last spring.
1: Nice. Wow. Hear that hipster's so, give up PBR and start yep. supporting. Switch Labatt. to Labatt.
0: <laughs> um, but by it's funny because it's actually a Belgian owned, <laughs> or was originally a Belgian owned Canadian beer company founded by John Kinder Labatt in 1847, hmm. um, who was a Belgian guy living in London, Ontario. And it's the largest brewer in Canada. I think it is now owned by, yep, it's part of Mm Anheuser-Busch, InBev. So it has sold its soul to the folks of, like, fucking Budweiser Mm
1: -hmm. for Mm.
0: its massive
3: distribution.
1: I'm a Bud-heavy kind of gal. Just going to (sighs) put that out there.
3: I'm a no-fakes. I no am a no i am anti anheuser busch in general. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of a
0: craft beer snob anymore. Sorry about it.
2: Mm.
3: I um, like a Coors.
0: Coors heavy. Uh, you know what else no. I like? Oh, uh, no. Mm. I like hams. Mm-hmm. And Coors banquet beers are fucking great. Yeah. Mm. Ugh. Yeah.
1: I'm a so butt-heavy loyalist. I also don't mind grain belt if we're talking about a hint of hay. Grain belt's good. You I know, like my uh, Northeast better, though.
0: I like Northeast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a little more malty and mm-hmm. uh, rich.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, a little more body there. But instead of talking about decent beers, how about we crack open this?
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, the first time I ever played Edward Forty Hands was with La Bat Blue, <laughs> and I don't think I've done that since. And that was in like 2006. <laughs> so it's been a long fucking time. Yeah. Ready? Yeah, uh, ready. Fun thing with the Wine and Crime Wine Key, Wine Keys are also equipped with a bottle top opener. So yes. you can still use this bad boy on cracking your beer,
3: mm-hmm.
0: not just your wine.
3: So we got a crack and a uh, bottle crack. and crack. Because I got a bottle and you got a can.
0: I mean, but I don't really, have I, I really a can. I really have both. I don't have But anything. I'm going to
3: open both.
0: You're going to drink both.
1: Well, She'll get around. I'm going to be real I'm going to be real with you guys. I
0: anything about what I was drinking out of. You said a can. Open. No, I didn't.
3: All right, I'm going to be real with you guys. I've got a bottle of Labatt. Mm-hmm. I also bought a oh, what's it called? A Mickey, a Black Velvet. Oh,
0: those are so good. Though, isn't that malt liquor? Technically, no, or that, like a malted that's beverage.
3: I'm exercising my Canadian slang here. I bought okay. a Mickey of Black Velvet, which is the They're smaller, like flask size.
1: <laughs> no, I'm <kidding>. Shut up!
3: <laughs> black Velvet is a Canadian whiskey. I got a can of Canada Dry. I'm gonna make <gasps> myself a Ryan Ginger, as they call uh, it north of the border. Oh, so good. I
0: like where this is going.
1: So good.
3: So I do indeed have a can and a bottle. All right, love it. We're going with the can first. Ready? Yep. Get.
1: It. Oh, Ooh. refreshing!
3: Nice crack. Nice
1: crack.
3: And here's the Labatt bottle. Did you hear it? Yeah. That was pathetic, but I heard it.
1: <laughs> well, I heard it.
3: <laughs> it sounded like an airy fart.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it well. tastes like an
3: airy fart. I'll let you know.
1: <laughs> I'm drinking uh. wine.
3: That tastes I'm drinking like, water. That's just dad's playing hockey beer. Ooh. Yeah. Yep. 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 Don't know if
1: it's, it's, it's the sweat <laughs> off your mustache or the beer.
3: <laughs> oh God. What? <laughs> 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 <clears throat> all right. So now I have to mix up my little Ryan Ginger here out of my Ooh. Mickey. I'm all opening right. all kinds of things right now. Right, yeah, wash, you are. I, I did go to two different liquor stores to look for the Labatt Blue, <laughs> so I actually got. The uh, whiskey ginger fixins, just in case.
0: Oh. I'm kind of glad
3: I have both of them right in front of me because I'm not drinking that beer. Well, Labat is ginger. so
0: rare down in Iowa. So, what is Labat? I don't know if it actually is. I'm just being an asshole.
3: <laughs> I only had to go to two places.
0: Such finery is hard to.
1: I didn't even unearth. attempt. Canadians living in South Africa, get at me if. Labatt Blue yeah. is actually for sale anywhere in the
3: country. <laughs> for real. Oh yeah. This smells good, you guys.
1: Alright. Alright.
3: I'm whiskeying.
1: What's uh what's our background and psych for crazy Canadians?
3: Alright. So I just had a lot of fun researching Canada in general because it's just such a magical land mm. where so many pure things happen. <laughs> But I also America glanced at. America's cat. Mhm. I also glanced at your guys' notes, and your mm. cases are real dark. And mm. uh, I'm am I'm, I'm going on the opposite end to try to balance it out here. So okay. we're gonna we're gonna be play it light with the background this week. Good. So as I was researching for this episode, it became clear to me that Canada is just a bigger version of Minnesota. Yep. Mm-hmm. So generally speaking. The people are super friendly, but very reserved and passive, like, we're not going to be your friend. Yeah. They're not going to be your friend. Lots of hockey, lots of beer, lots of lakes, and they yep. say pop instead of soda,
1: Buh. or cola, or coke. They're basic... Oh, stop. They're basically Buh. our brethren.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're like their little child that popped out the bottom. hmm So, some facts about Canada that clearly show how they outshine all of us ugly Americans... Mm -hmm. Um, and also some reasons why Canada is the best country. I really want to move to Canada now. (laughs) Uh, the term sorry is used so frequently in Canada that they had to pass a literal apology act in 2009 to make, to make apologies inadmissible in court.
1: Uh, Oh yeah, because they say it just reflexively.
3: Because sorry, well, because sorry, like on paper, might be an admission of guilt,
1: Mm. like
3: regret, but really they use it so often that it's just an expression of sympathy or like compassion.
1: They don't say sorry, they say sorry.
3: Sorry. Sorry. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, say sorry all you want. You will not be accused of a crime that you did not commit after this act passed. That's nice. In 1967, Canada built a UFO landing pad in Alberta to welcome aliens to their beautiful nation. And as far as I I I know, it hasn't been used yet. I know. Oh, it gets better, you guys.
1: Whining crime live show. Santa. Seriously.
3: Santa is an officially recognized citizen of Canada. Well, duh. (laughs) <laughs> Mem- members of the Westboro Baptist Church are banned from the country. Yes! Oh, nice! I want to move to
0: Canada.
3: I know. It's also, so their PM amazing.
0: is like the Real fucking hot. hottest piece of gorgeous political <laughs> I know. booty and I've ever. And we're stuck seen. with this,
3: like, bloviating Orange Julius, and they have this <laughs> hot feminist <laughs> prime minister.
1: It's not fair. <laughs> Justin Trudeau is like, if if like a hot guy's hot butt chin, grew into its own life form (laughs) and
0: then like liberated women all over the world yeah he has the kindest
1: eyes i
0: know
2: i just want him to smile
0: at me just want to know
1: you know we're always talking
0: about don't send a dick pic without consent Mm -hmm. jt I want that dick pic. You
1: got my consent. <laughs> I am
0: consenting. This is blanket consent for all the wine and crime gals. And our oh, email thanks.
3: address is wineandcrimepodcast at gmail.com. And my personal cell phone number is. <laughs> and my social security number is.
1: <laughs> my LifeLock billboard is.
3: <laughs> all right, Amanda, this one's for you. Oh, yes. Canadians consume 55% more. Kraft macaroni and cheese <gasps> than Americans. <gasps> and actually Kraft mac and cheese is the most purchased packaged grocery item in the country. <laughs> that is amazing. I have I some know.
0: in the cupboard right now that I'm planning yeah. on making tonight. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh my god. they also got peas their,
3: in it. They've also got their money figured out. Every denomination is color-coded, which is super convenient. Why the fuck haven't we done that? They have mm-hmm. that
1: here in South Africa. They got
3: They got rid of pennies. Thank God. Hats off. Mm -hmm. They also have $1 coins called loonies Loonies and $2 coins called toonies. Loonies and toonies. (laughs) And they also have a special edition quarter that glows in the dark.
0: Oh my god, I love Canada. Canada I know. is
1: just like, they've got all their so basic cool. needs met. Obviously not everyone, and they have their own issues. I'm just being funny. But uh-huh. they have all their basic <laughs> needs met, and now they're just like inventing cool shit. They're like yeah. a rec room with a pool table.
3: Yep. We need a glow-in-the-dark coin. Yeah. yeah, Like in circulation. Um, you guys are going to like this. The of country's official phone number... Is one eight hundred O Canada? Like the letter O, or like, O-H? yeah. like O H? Like The letter O. The letter O, like their national anthem. That and is o amazing. Canada. Yeah. Well, so
0: yeah, would, I just want to know if they spelled it all.
3: That would be the number that you'd call to like get assistance figuring out your free health insurance. Yeah. Etc. 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 During the holidays, there's a program to give people free rides home if they're too drunk or too tired. Oh, that's so smart! Oh. I know. Oh, this is cool too. There's an area in the Hudson Bay region that actually has less gravity than the rest of the planet. How? What?
2: Why? <laughs> yeah. For
3: they what don't
0: purpose. Cosmos mystery area. For what purpose? <laughs> <laughs> Why would Canada do that? Why would Canada make an area
3: with less gravity? (laughs) Why would you put a deer crossing in the middle of the highway?
1: (laughs) Just floating deer.
3: (laughs) Well, my first theory was that it would make it easier for those aliens to land. (laughs) Okay. But the, the real reasons have something to do with, like... The flow of magma in the Earth's mantle, something or other, pushing up the Earth's plates. And then another theory is um, there used to be like a two mile deep ice shelf in that area that had melted like 10,000 years ago. And so there's just like a big crater. I don't know. Some of those, like, there's like less so land we'll mass know. in there. I, I'm not a scientist, but we'll I did never know. glance over the reasons. Okay. Oh,
0: you did your due diligence.
3: Yeah, yeah. So, let's just chalk it up to magic and move yeah. on. <laughs> okay.
1: Love it's it. Bluetooth. Yep. Yeah.
3: Half of Canada's because provinces, of Bluetooth. half of Canada's provinces are governed by women and those provinces make up 85% of Canada's population. But yes queens. It's actually really good to be a woman in Canada. They are very yeah. feminist as we know from Dreamy Eye Justin True. Yeah, love My you. Love <laughs> you. It. This is so sweet. It is illegal to depict criminal acts in comics in oh. Canada. And it's also mandatory for radio stations to play at least 35% Canadian music. Oh, <laughs> my it. God. God bless. That includes
1: Alanis Morissette, Justin yep. Bieber. Now yep. that I come to think of it, most of the artists that I've seen live. <laughs>
3: yeah. John Legend is Canadian. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little known fact wait no he's not
3: i'm confused uh, canada was ranked the seventh happiest country in the world in the 2017 world happiness report who That's are the top thing. who's wildly one?
1: the most happiest the the top six were like
3: fucking sweden and finland oh, and norway and all those yeah. ones and then yeah. yeah, Canada was the first one that wasn't in that little pocket of happiness. Wow. Uh, the U.S. Where's is number U- 14. U- 14. That's, that That's high. high in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Okay, so I have to tell you guys a little story because this is the purest thing I've ever heard in my life. Okay. Okay, so I just copied and pasted this part. It's from Bobia.com or Bobbia something. In the spring of 1947, the price of a chocolate bar was raised from five to a whopping eight cents. Oh, God. During a time when a child's allowance rarely exceeded 15 cents, the price hike was considered an outrage. That would mean that a week of chores would be taken up by the price of two measly chocolate bars, and that was only if they could scrounge up the extra penny. (laughs) Unreal. So... A few children in a Vancouver Island town decided to protest outside their local candy store. Yes. News of the chocolate strike quickly spread, and within a week, the protests protests stretched across the province.
1: Oh my god! Oh my god! What year? No, was this? you got it.
3: Forty-seven. <gasps> uh, it oh my god. It gets better. It gets so much better. <laughs> Burnaby school children held up traffic on Kingsway for two hours with their bicycle parade. <laughs> they held a bicycle parade and stopped traffic. This is so cute. <laughs> Over I love the break this. Of chocolate. <laughs> Three cents for their chocolate. Well, almost I mean, doubled, though. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. On April 30th. We're talking 30th, percentages. 200 screaming children closed down British Columbia's government when they stormed the Victoria legislature demanding the return of the five-cent chocolate bar. (laughs) Fuck
1: it. Now we want four cents. Don't fuck with us.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Fuck traffic for six hours
0: instead of two.
3: These protests spread across the country, and chocolate bar sales dropped by 80% (laughs) overnight.
0: That's incredible.
3: So this was an amazing line from this article. The youth of Canada appeared more than willing to starve themselves of their favorite confection until the chocolate bar moguls (laughs) heeded. This is amazing. (laughs) Eventually, the fervor dissipated as the press began conflating the children's desires for some goddamn cheap chocolate with (laughs) communism.
1: No. And
3: support for their cause diminished. Yes. Oh, those fucking Literally they started linking this.
1: Pigs. Yeah. They started
3: linking this with communism and all the adults were like, mm.
1: Rain it in. Okay, yeah, you let's guys just stop. quiet down now. Yeah. yeah. You're grounded. This was, this was my- uh, you're grounded.
3: This was my favorite line from the story. Bedtime had come early for the nickel bar (laughs) war. (laughs) (laughs) And let me just direct you to the drive. I have two incredible photos of protesting school children. No. One of is holding a sign that says, be helpful. Don't buy eight cent candy bars. The other one has 18 chins. I don't need another candy bar. (laughs) Says, what this country needs is a good five cent bar.
1: (laughs) I like
3: Be Helpful. I love love them.
1: (laughs) Yeah. They look like cartoon signs that a child would draw. Just all caps. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm expecting, like, the R to be backwards. Mm -hmm. I mean, it almost was. They're in, like, elementary
3: school. So cute. So I've got some slang for you. We already covered Canuck. Yep. And everyone's aware of A. Oh, yeah. And then the uh, line after this one that I was looking up Canadian slang said, slang said, A is a conversational device that allows a non-confrontational Canadian to turn a statement into a poll of opinion. (laughs) Yep.
1: And every statement.
3: Yep. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, they
3: wouldn't want to step on anyone's toes.
1: That's also a super Minnesotan, you know, device. Not a yeah, exactly, it's more of like. right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, yeah.
3: Or just the inflection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I just did just now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> or the inflection.
3: Yeah. <laughs> uh, they, they call a beer belly a Molson muscle. That's amazing. Oh, like that, Molson is one of their big beers. Yeah. Got that going yeah. on? <laughs> My Molson muscle. A hoser is an unsophisticated person. Oh, no. A twofer is a case of beer, like mm. two, four, 24 beers. Got it. Oh. Homo milk
0: is what? what they call
3: whole milk. <laughs> Why? I think it's short for homogenized, but it's just homo milk i think grinder
1: that has a very different meaning
3: i think so too
1: let's Pop not google the,
3: that the five let's and not. dime for a little homo milk let's not google that
0: Or well, let's google it
3: a chesterfield is a couch yeah. is it just easier to say couch
1: I my mean. my grandparents called the couch a davenport
3: yep yeah. Isn't okay. that just like a short couch, though? I like have, a love seat? I have no, no, I
0: idea. think it applies to like any kind of couch.
3: Mm.
1: It was always the Davenport.
3: Chesterfield and Davenport. <laughs> they sound like fancy names, names in one of Kenyon's British stories. <laughs> mm. <laughs> a Keener is a brown noser, an eager, geeky brown noser. You fucking wow. Keener. hmm. Mm hmm. Um, they call their Girl Scouts the Girl Guides, which Aww. I love so much more. Yep. And I only included this one because of the caption on this also. Five pin bowling. And the caption was, "It's they use a smaller ball and it's only five pins. Great for kids and drunks.
0: Mm. <laughs> Perfect. Good looking out, Canada.
3: So as we covered, a Mickey is a, is a little personal bottle of booze for casual mm. events. Mm. Got my mickey a BV right here. So that's
1: not derogatory. It's nothing to do with Irish anything, right?
3: Mm, I hope not because I just said it several times in earnest.
1: (laughs) 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 All right. We didn't mean anything by it, if it is.
3: Yeah I don't know why it's called that, but whatever. Okay. Let the emails begin. <laughs> <laughs> and instead of saying, "Oh, that's funny, they say, "That's jokes! What? <laughs>
0: Okay, I can't get behind that. Sorry, oh, that's Canada. Jokes. That's jokes. That is jokes. stupid.
1: Which also is like a very passive way cuz you're not commenting on the quality of the joke. You're <laughs> right. making a statement. It simply
3: Just is recognizing a joke. that you were trying to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh and also God. instead of saying, "What are you up to?" they say, "What you saying?" <laughs> what you saying? What you talking about Willis?
1: I don't know. What I you don't saying, know Willis? if this is a Canadian thing, but I have a Canadian friend here. And um, he always says, like, in, like, mock um, outrage, he always says, how very dare you. <laughs> I love that. So I kind of don't, know if that's Canadian, don't but think I'm that's just Canadian. i Canadian. <laughs> yeah. How very dare you.
3: <laughs> I like it. Yep. Um okay, and just lastly I have some crime stats of Canada versus the US oh, God. because I know that your cases are actual crimes. Yeah. And this is just basically to make it apparent that even though there are awful things that happen in Canada, it ain't nothing compared to the US. Yeah. Nope. As if we weren't
1: depressed enough. Talk space?
3: Uh-huh. Yeah. The age of criminal responsibility in Canada is 12, and in the U.S., it's 6. Oh, my God. What? I didn't know that. So that's not like being tried as an adult. That's just saying, like, oh, you're not a baby anymore. You meant to kill your brother with that hammer or something. I don't what know. What the fuck?
1: Yeah, like, if a 5-year-old, like, shoots someone with a gun, it's just by definition, by default, an accident. But if a six-year-old
3: does, then they're going to
1: investigate?
3: I think so. Wow. I don't know. Uh, The U.S. has 43% more crime in general than Canada. Wow. With 53% more violent hate crimes than Canada. Yeah. And also Canada has not fucked up hate crime laws like the U.S. does. I didn't Mm. research it a lot, but they have, like... Pro- provincial and federal laws about hate crimes throughout the country. Like, they're not mm-hmm. uh, on crack like apparently we are. Yeah, they're yeah. not
1: fucking monsters.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, the US has 43% more opiate use than Canada. Oh, we how have, nice. We have
1: 16
3: times more rape cases than Good Canada. Lord. Wow.
1: Okay. Three
3: times more murder than Canada. We also have 27% more police officers than Canada. Mm -hmm. Mounties.
1: Mounties. They're called Mounties. (laughs) Shut your Mountie. (laughs) And
3: then in general, just three times more violent crime than Canada. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Blanketing. That's so sad. Maybe we all should go to Canada. Toronto's really cool.
0: It is really cool. Canyon and I used to go there for my birthday like every year.
3: Yeah, I've never been there. So, so if you're fe- finding yourself feeling like your only option is to move to Canada,
1: you're yeah.
2: right.
3: See you there. Then you Bye. should.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you can still use Talkspace from Canada. Have you a sure good can. Day.
3: <laughs> I don't think you can though. But <laughs> no, you can. Talkspace. Uh,
1: talk but space. they have to be licensed where you're at. Yeah, but yeah. they have. Ones uses that are, it in South yeah, Africa? Yeah, use it. They have ones that are somehow licensed abroad. I don't know how. Oh.
0: Yeah.
3: But you might not need it because it might be covered under your universal health care.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: But we actually. don't have that. So we have Talkspace, which <laughs> is safe, convenient, and affordable, affordable online therapy company that connects yeah. you with a licensed therapist.
3: Qualified. to, to In your state. suit your Just needs.
1: That's for you. <laughs> Woo! We did it. We nailed did it. Nailed it.
3: Fucking
0: nailed it.
1: <laughs> um, no, but for <sighs> real, you guys know how much we love Talkspace. We mean it from the bottom of our hearts. It's mm-hmm. a really great service, and one of my favorite things about it is that I can text my therapist and I can yep. text my therapist whenever I fucking want, and it uh-huh. doesn't matter that I'm eight hours ahead.
3: <laughs> or that um, it's three I texted mine right before we started recording. Always, yeah, like, because I, I just deal thought with of these something. Pitches. Well, no, I just thought of something we had been talking about, and I was like, oh, let me text her before I forget it, and then I just texted her, Yeah. And there. There yeah. it is. That's all. It's that's so everything. nice.
0: Something pops into your head that you want to talk about, and it is that easy. You just check in, and there's, like, mm-hmm. a whole app for it, and there are something I don't know if we've talked about. There are different rooms you can join that have other Talkspace users that are, like, group therapy sessions that are moderated by a licensed therapist, so I haven't haven't used that 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 function yet yet. yeah Yeah. I'm in one that is the quarter life crisis room
1: (laughs) oh Oh. I need to join that I needed to join that like five years ago yeah it's
0: super super useful and a great way to connect with other people who are going through similar things that you are outside of just the one-on-one conversations with your therapist it's really cool
1: Love it. That's awesome. All right, well, if you want to get in on this action, um, we have a promo code that will get you $30 off your first month. um, And plans start from just $32 a week. Um, So it's a lot more affordable than traditional in-person therapy. Um, And you get more of it. And it's more convenient. Uh, So go to Talkspace.com. Uh, forward slash gals. Use the promo code gals. G-A-L-S. Gals. And you get that discount (laughs) and you will be well on your way, your journey towards... Your merry way. Mental Towards a healthy brain. Yes. Mm -hmm. Treat Treat your your brain, y'all.
0: All
3: Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm.
1: Okay, well, um, now that all the happy stuff is over, um, we're going to (laughs) move on to my case.
0: Ah. (laughs) Great. (laughs)
3: Talk space, um, talk
1: space, talk
0: space, talk space. <laughs>
3: talk space, talk, talk space, talk, talk space. Lucy talk space, just texting her therapist.
1: If you hear any clicking, it's just Lucy texting her therapist as is, I'm talking about
3: it is. my case. Uh, uh, it is. <laughs> All right.
1: This case was actually uh, also picked by uh, this episode's special fan, special patron, Stephanie Crocker. Um, and she fucking hit it out of the park.
0: Is it crazy?
1: It's crazy, and I'd never heard of it before.
0: All right. Love it's it. It's
1: real good. It's also real dark. Um, oh, great. <laughs> okay, so.
0: I'm adjusting my chair so that I can
3: yeah,
1: be squeamish
0: my, in comfort. I'm gonna
3: take a big swig of this Ryan mm. ginger.
1: Yeah. my oh, uh, yeah. My swass level, you guys, is out of control. Through the roof! Yeah. Didn't
3: need to hear that with a mouth full of whiskey, but. <laughs> I did.
1: <laughs> Thanks,
3: anyway. you Loved welcome.
1: it. Okay, so I'm going to start off with a mostly plagiarized line from the Ottawa Citizen <laughs> newspaper. God <laughs> bless it. It's not plagiarized
0: if you're giving a reference.
1: That's true. All right. So. R- Russell, cover
3: our bases.
1: <laughs> Russell Williams is... Descent into depravity uh, began on September 9th, 2007, when he entered the bedroom of a 12 year old girl in the tiny Ontario town of Tweed <clears throat> and stole North her. North of. North, yeah.
2: Uh, <laughs>
0: southeast of. This isn't. This isn't England. It doesn't count.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I'm not going to do (laughs) it for Canada. But tiny Ontario town of Tweed should be a tongue twister.
2: Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: Okay. So, breaks into a house, steals this girl's underwear. Uh, Russell was 44 years old at the time. Stole a
3: 12-year-old girl's underwear?
1: Yep. Yep. Okay. From her home. From her victimless making crime. Sure, <laughs> making sure I heard that correctly. Am I right? I mean,
3: victimless am I right? <laughs> <laughs> this might be one criminal you should not side with. Yeah. No, I know. I'm not. kidding. I'm kidding.
0: I
1: didn't mean it. <laughs> so Russell was, f- so Russell is his first name, but I'm going with Russell because it's easier to... Say than Williams because if I have to do possession, then it's Williams's, and I hate yeah. that. I, uh, yeah,
3: yeah, mm-hmm. okay. All right, so Russell, heard. it is
1: Russell was 44 years old at the time, and he had a completely unblemished criminal record. Okay, so he had never done anything like this before, as far as we know.
0: Or, uh, yeah, had never been caught.
1: Yeah, he was not caught for this. I'm just this was okay. the first time he's uncaught. Russell knew the girl and her family. They had even hosted him and his wife, Mary Elizabeth, over for dinner on multiple occasions.
3: Okay. Dick. It's always someone you know. Yeah. Yep.
1: Um, I believe, I'm like 99% sure that the family and the girl were not home during the break-in. Um, which That's was good. intentional on Russell's part and more on that later but he basically chose a time when they weren't home and broke in and stole the underwear okay um this break-in and i and stealing of what i refuse to call panties even though several newspaper reports called them panties but if it's oh if you're under
0: 18 18, it's (laughs) <laughs> if you're over eighteen, you can call them panties.
1: Yeah, I don't care about over eighteen, but you can't call a twelve-year-old girl's underwear panties. No. Yep. No. Okay. While
3: well, we're at it, don't call my underwear panties. I'll kick yeah. you in the crotch. Ooh, you're like need consent. You gotta make candies.
1: Stop. Ew. You need consent. Can to even use that word
0: pianos <laughs> <laughs> can anyone decode what I just said
3: <laughs> I
1: don't want to I don't
3: want to pianos
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay so, a, the break-in and the theft were just the beginning of a two-and-a-half-year spree that would escalate from breaking and entering in burglary to, quote, non-penetrative sexual assault and then oh to God. penetrative rape.
3: No! Oh, my God!
1: And eventually to Murder.
3: I hope he was the one that got murdered The murder
1: most foul I fucking wish (laughs) Okay, so Colonel Russell Williams Was not your typical killer He was a decorated Canadian military officer Serving as an elite military pilot With a career that spanned over 20 years
0: Oh no, okay (sighs)
1: As part of his service, Williams, uh, or sorry, Russell, had even had the honor to fly Queen Elizabeth and her husband, the Duke of Edinburgh, while they were on their tour of Commonwealth. Nonsense. Oh, Uh, good for you. (laughs) Nonsense. (laughs) Uh, As well as the Canadian Prime Minister, it wasn't Trudeau yet, and other dignitaries. Okay. Okay, so he's like top, top
0: gun. Tear Yeah. Top, top, top,
3: top, top gun. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Top, top, (laughs) panty sniffer. (laughs) Oh,
1: big time.
3: Oh, Um, you know he sniffed those panties.
1: (laughs) Oh, there's evidence. Okay. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So he supported military missions in Iraq and Afghanistan, and had recently been named the wing commander of Canada's busiest military air transport base. So he was like a big deal. Um, his wife, Mary Elizabeth, uh, also maintained a successful career. Um, and I believe she is currently the associate director of the Heart and Stroke Foundation of Canada. Okay. Um, and I'm not just like a forensic wizard that was just on the Wikipedia page. Um, (laughs) so, uh, the couple married in 1991 and shared many interests including golf and cribbage.
3: Okay. How old were they?
1: They were not mm. old. He was 44 when he did this break-in. They weren't old enough to share the interest of cribbage. Yeah, Young people yeah, I gonna like gonna to say. play
0: cribbage sometimes. <laughs> we have cribbage boards at work. Okay. <laughs> okay. Hipsters. Okay, whatever. Fuck you.
1: Hipsters <laughs> who, like, do everything that old people do. um okay they owned a nicely built um or sorry a nice newly built townhome in ottawa where mary elizabeth lived full-time and russell lived there part-time uh because during the week he had to live closer to work um so he stayed in their uh smaller cottage that they owned in the village of tweed huh weird um, and the couple were well-respected in their community. Okay. okay. What people didn't know was Russell's dirty little secret.
3: Ew. Panty sniffer!
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> After the first break-in... I hope
3: your neighbors heard that.
1: His dick fell off! <laughs> His, His dick, dick fell, fell off. off! He was the a The
0: dogs panty upstairs sniffer. are just... Barking their asses off. <laughs> probably panty because snipper! I screamed panty snipper.
1: <laughs> oh, that's the hobby that they would share with him. <laughs> Dogs do love panties. Yeah. There's no smell that's bad to a dog. Every oh smell God. is just more or less interesting.
0: <laughs> True that. That's
3: amazing.
1: <laughs> True that. All right. So okay. After the first break-in, Russell's behavior snowballed. Uh, He is known to have committed dozens of fetish burglaries targeting women's lingerie. Dozens. uh, Dozens. (laughs) Oh. With an added my bras alone. Dozens.
3: Dozens.
1: uh, (laughs) With an added penchant for taking selfies wearing his victims' undergarments and bathing suits. And then oh, keeping lord. many of these as trophies. So now go check out photos. There will be photos on the blog. Oh, for
3: fuck's sake! No. Do we need
1: well, them? <laughs> he's so he has like a serious face in all the selfies. Like he's not smiling. He looks he looks like a military pilot. Oh my lord! He's so got it's, such
3: a tiny butt. It's yeah. tops and bottoms. I was He's thinking it was so just hairy. bottom undies.
1: Nope. The oh my thing.
3: god, that tankini! Yep,
1: yeah, the tankini. It's amazing. If you, if you scroll down, there's wow. one in him, him in a white bikini that's like yeah. real itsy bitsy. He is so hairy. He wore an itzy bitsy Danny Winnie Kennedy
0: and twelve year old's bikini. Ew. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, oh. i'm so sorry yes.
0: you are for the Dozen <laughs> time today
1: we just lost <laughs> Look 75 percent of our subscribers Bush, <laughs> you
0: guys the one where he's in like the onesie
1: The green one
0: is out <laughs> of control i was gonna say <laughs> uh,
3: oh my god that rides up pretty high A black mass
1: down there.
3: <laughs> He's got to tuck it back, right? Oh. I mean, it's tucked in. It's got to be tucked somewhere. Zoom it's in. It's not
1: tucked. It's not tucked in the red panties. You can no. see it pretty evidently erect. Holy So, aside from this shit. evidently
3: ending in murder and rape, we're not shaming people who like to dress up in women's underwear. No, of course not. Because don't be all...
1: Just don't to be steal clear. it from a
0: twelve-year-old.
1: Yeah, exactly. We are not king shaming anyone for so-called cross-dressing. I am,
0: I am bush shaming this guy though, specifically. <laughs> like, put on all of the beautiful undergarments you want. I don't care. <laughs> Clothing isn't gendered, but this is like neither is the waxing. Most out of control bush, and I also have a bush, but this bush. <laughs> Could house an entire family of sparrows.
3: It's so big. Contaleza is drowning in that thing. Uh, yes.
0: It's too hot in there for Contaleza Rice. <laughs> um,
3: yeah, the pose is the best part. I think it's so it's so like masculine, like shoulders it's, back, yes. kind of flexed. It's a really masculine pose for being in a pink floral tankini. Yeah, the
1: contrast is really what's interesting. But also, again, not kink shaming. And if this dude had simply bought his own damn lingerie and bikinis to wear. We wouldn't even
0: be having this conversation. Yeah, we
1: wouldn't even be talking about him. Like, you do you, whatever. But I think we can all agree that when this is done in connection with serious crimes, including sexual assault and, like, you know, pedophilic interests, then Ack. it's fair
0: fucking game. Yeah. Okay. We're coming for mm. you,
3: bushwhack. <laughs> bushwhack.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Gives Sorry a whole new meaning to the
3: Canadian bush, am I right? I Gives am. <laughs> a whole new meaning to Canadian goose nest. <laughs> His goose is cucked. <laughs> His goose is tucked back. <laughs> okay, so,
1: Russell the Canuck purpose- tuck. Good luck, tuck Okay. Russell perpetrated oh, is so good.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Russell perpetrated an estimated 82 break-ins um, from which he kept thousands of photos of his crimes.
0: Good Lord. Uh,
1: hidden on his home computer in quote "deeply nested, complex series of subfolders oh my god oh my god (laughs) nested Um, in that
0: bush am i right
1: yeah um he also kept the stolen lingerie and other trophies meticulously organized and i'm talking like alternating colors of bras and underwear and like underwear lined up by style so there were like boy shorts lined up, and then, like, G-strings lined up, like, This guy's w-
0: underwear organized. drawer is in better shape than a Victoria's Secret store.
1: Yes. Oh, it's like, yes
3: it is.
0: There's, I'm seeing the pictures on the drive, yeah. and it's, like, insanely organized.
1: Yeah. That's
3: so much underwear. My God. Yeah.
1: Like, wow. And he also kept all of his keepsakes um, catalogued. Of course. With the names of <laughs> his victims and dates.
0: Oh my God.
1: So for each one of the, I mean,
3: every time he obtained this underwear, he was breaking into someone's home
1: I and think, stealing it. Well, there are 82 break-ins. Um, so I think he's probably taking
3: multiple pairs yeah. each time. Yeah. Yeah, but he's not obtaining these in any other fashion besides no. breaking and entering and just lifting them out of somebody's uh, laundry pile. It's got
1: to be part of the fetish. They're all stolen. They're all stolen. Wow. Um, Okay, so they're cataloged, and in one instance, he was uh, not able to identify the names of two of his victims who were young girls, ages 9, 11, and 13. No. No. Um, And so he labeled them in his log... Quote, mystery little girls. No!
0: Ew. Oh my god, he's got a diary? It's
1: a dead diary. <laughs> I'm the Today, worst human ever. I sniffed oh the god. panties
0: of a neighbor girl.
1: Yeah, so fucking gross. True. All
0: right. I he, hate this guy.
1: He was extremely calculating. He planned his attacks well in advance, and he used jogging around neighborhoods as a sort of reconnaissance... Mission tactic.
0: Mm, um, pretended for, to lose his dog.
1: Yeah, for casing Ill. out potential victims. So he was like in a brother. Callie's
0: looking at rugger. me like, "Don't rope me into this." <laughs> Her little puppy eyes. I know. No. I'm sorry.
1: Nope. Uh, no.
0: You're not a. You're not a panty thief. No, you're not.
1: <laughs> Josie's definitely anyway. a panty thief, but she's not a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> That's <Okay>. amazing. <laughs> so. Uh, the initial break-ins uh, all occurred while the victims were not at home, like we said. But soon, Russell's modus operandi <laughs> changed.
0: Oh.
1: He began Calling to- on
0: past episodes.
1: Yes, did I say it right? <laughs> Lucy, did I pronounce it right?
3: Modus operandi?
1: I was close. Okay.
3: You were close enough.
1: So, he began to choose victims, all women um, and girls- That he knew would be home alone. He would break in, force them to put on selected lingerie items. No. Then take posed photos with them. Then tie them up and rape them. And he would also... Oh my God. My God. Yeah. It's really, it's the ultimate, it's the scariest thing. It's like the ultimate scariest thing. Um, That's so
0: fucked up.
1: He would also often masturbate on their beds while photographing himself, and he especially had a thing for being surrounded by plush toys and teddy bears. What Ew. is wrong with this
3: motherfucker? I hate this.
1: Yeah. Um, he would often attempt to cover his tracks by taking the tape and other restraints that he used on his victims with him uh, when he left. So that they couldn't be used as physical evidence. Okay. Good so he, Lord, it was yeah. like premeditated. And also he was like thinking through and he obviously knew that what he was doing was wrong because he was trying to hide it.
3: Um, well, he's like a meticulous military guy. I mean, yeah. he obviously got high enough up in the military to be organized like his fucking underwear collection and yep. careful like this. Yeah. yeah. It's
1: fucked but up. It was creepy as shit. It's so creepy. He wasn't a forensic genius, though, and he also took stupid risks, um, including by attacking people who knew him personally, such as his neighbor from Three Doors Down.
0: Okay, well,
1: yeah, fuck he, you. I feel like he must have covered his face somehow. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure how that worked, that she wasn't instantly like, my oh, fucking neighbor did this. Yeah. yeah. You know? So I don't there I didn't read anything about that, but
3: maybe he put their undies on his face as gross men are wont to do. I mean, maybe,
1: yeah. Um, Several victims were able to eventually testify against him at trial. uh, One of whom noted that during the sexual assault against her, uh, Russell told her that he was attacking her so that he could quote move on with his life. What does that even mean? Like, all right, well, because he had these urges and, you know, he just, he needed to satisfy them and he could give a shit about what it did to her life if it made his life easier if he perpetrated this attack on her.
0: Why don't you just start smoking so then you're only fucking with your own life and not anyone else's? How
3: about that? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Or like said, talk
3: space. Buy yep. lingerie
1: and take all the masturbatory photos of you in lingerie that you want to your <sighs> mm-hmm. hearts. Content. Yep, you know. God Ugh. bless.
3: Yeah. Well, that's what they say. Like when they interview serial killers, they're like, uh, "It's just a compulsion, and it started out small, and then it got bigger, and it's like an addiction. You build up a resistance to how it affects you.
1: Yeah, and then yeah, so how it like calms you down. So yeah, it just doesn't cut it anymore. Yeah, yeah, fuck. Mm-hmm. That's exactly that. Um, he also once left a typed message on the computer of one of his victims after the attack. Ooh, ew. Um, this victim was another twelve-year-old girl. Reading oh my god. simply merci, which means oh thank you in French.
0: Oh my god. <clears throat> That's he was, disgusting.
1: Yeah. He was not French Canadian, but he spoke French from like his military training.
3: So he wasn't yeah. French Canadian, he was just trying to be ultra fucking douchey and disgusting. Yeah, like a fucking maybe, creep.
1: Maybe throw people off the scent so that they were looking for a French Canadian, or maybe who the fuck who the fuck knows? Who the fuck knows? Why would he type a message of thank you in any language uh, uh, to on his
0: victim? On a child's computer after stealing their panties for illicit
3: reasons. Yeah. And raping them.
1: Yeah. That was after
3: a rape. I don't oh, was it? know.
1: I don't know if this uh, was in okay. the beginning of the spree or towards the end. I don't know. Um, that particular case. Okay. <clears throat> it escalates.
3: On no. January
1: 28th, 2010... Uh, 27-year-old Jessica Lloyd went missing. No. But police were quickly able to identify distinctive tire tracks left in the snow outside of her home. And I'm sorry that I don't have more info about Jessica Lloyd as a person. I'm sure she was a lovely person. I have photos of her, but I was rushing to finish my notes and I'm really, really sorry. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So there were these distinctive tire tracks left outside of her home. And they were unusual enough tread patterns that investigators were like, okay, this is a good lead. We're going to devote a lot of resources to, like, tracking this down. Okay. Um, so they start tracking down motorists who were in the area with vehicles fitting that tire description. Yep. Um, I think using maybe... CCTV or just like knowing who was driving in the area when. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Russell typically drove a BMW, but wouldn't you know he also owned a Nissan Pathfinder with rather unusual tire treads. Oh, wouldn't you
3: know? Wouldn't you What and, a kawinky dink.
1: Yep. Yeah, And it just so happens that he was driving the Pathfinder near Lloyd's home around the time of her disappearance. Oh, Hmm.
2: a
0: crazy turn of events! (laughs) (laughs) All right, so plot twist, Shyamalan (laughs) twist—he did it.
1: He's an alien. He's a ghost. He's in a cult.
3: He's He's the one that landed on Canada's UFO landing strip back in 67.
1: I wish. He's lower gravity. Okay. Um, So, (laughs) (laughs) after being grilled for 10 hours by Ontario police. So, they put this together really quickly and they bring him in for questioning. They grill him for 10 hours. He breaks down.
0: He's well done.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They flip him over. He is cooked
0: to temp. His (laughs) goose is (laughs) overcooked.
1: Oh my God. All right. In a stunning confession, he admits to not only Lloyd's murder, but also to the murder of Marie-France Comeau, Mm
2: -hmm. a
1: 37-year-old military flight attendant who was under his command. And she had been found dead in her home just a couple of months earlier.
0: Oh my goodness! And they
1: weren't even Jeez. like really thinking of him for that crime yet.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, one because she oh was ten, like ten years older, and because she didn't go missing, she was found dead in her home, and right. So they it didn't occur to them yet, but he like broke down during questioning and was like, "Yeah, I killed her, and I killed this other person."
3: Mm-hmm. Ah. Um, I mean, I'm glad he confessed to it, but also, don't confess to it. They don't even ask you about it.
1: All right? Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> that's my motto. In this
0: case, it's fine that he confessed. Don't ask,
2: <laughs>
1: don't, don't tell.
0: tell. <laughs> Kenyon is a super strong supporter of don't ask, don't tell. <laughs> 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 it's
3: clearly an American policy, well, really, right? Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, all right, eventually investigators were also able to match a boot print uh, recovered as evidence in that case to those matching uh, his shoes. So they okay. didn't just have the confession, they also had other evidence, and they were like, okay, yeah, this, is, this confession is real. Yep. Um, the morning after his interrogation and dramatic confession, uh, in an effort to, quote, spare his wife any further pain...
0: Oh, God... Um, spare me
1: he agreed to lead investigators to Jessica Lloyd's body which he had dumped in a secluded wooded area about 15 minutes from the home that he and his wife shared um, psychologists have speculated that Russell may have been egodystonic um, which mm. is when someone uh, who f- like someone finds their own Impulses to be distressing and unacceptable. And so then they might repress them until those urges then, you know, cannot be controlled any longer. And then they like lash out.
3: Okay. So they have like kind of a break.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, the ego dystonic part is just that first part about having these impulses that you find distressing and unacceptable and repressing them. And then, but so they they kind of like grow
3: like when you lash out, it's sort of like another person, like you repress them so much until that becomes like a separate identity with separate compulsions.
1: So, actually, all the psychologists that interviewed and assessed Russell said that he was not schizophrenic, um, that there was nothing about a multiple personality or some kind of you know split like that it was him the whole time okay um and that kind of makes sense if he's using his military training on stuff as well you know yeah Yeah.
3: i'm just a sensationalist
1: (laughs) oh i know yeah but it kind of in this case it kind of makes it worse that it wasn't a split like that that it was just this family man dude
3: doing Mm -hmm. this
1: and then going to work the next day and like he was like a good coworker, like he when someone got sick he would like visit them in the hospital and like ugh, he was like a thoughtful dude right. at work ugh. yeah
3: it's okay. so creepy to think about the people that you know in real life and what they're capable of because people like this are you know thousands of people Everywhere. knew this guy intimately personally yeah yeah these freaks are everywhere. And, and must- I have a running list of who in my life, I'm yeah. confident, are in depraved sociopaths.
1: I have a list of people who don't have their shit together, and then I have a list of people who have their shit way too together.
0: Yeah.
1: Yep. My eyes on you.
0: <clears throat> None have of a us are on either of those lists.
3: No. In my notes app on my phone, I have a long <laughs> list of people who I suspect mm-hmm. are going to end up in prison for something mm-hmm. gross. And I'm numbering
1: all of my panties.
3: Yeah. (laughs) If anything's moved.
1: Yeah. I'll know about it. You don't want
3: mine. You don't want mine.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, Russell uh, pleads guilty to 88 charges and was sentenced to, quote, life in prison, although that only means really 25 years in Canada. And if he lives to be 72, which is not that old, he will be eligible for parole.
3: Yuck. Mm. I wonder what Canadian prisons are like.
1: They're IKEA. we, they're... (laughs) They have, in my mind, they have heated pools and you can take, like, Japanese flower arranging classes and...
3: There's yeah. like little dorm fridges stocked with Lacroix, yeah, so but bad. the coconut Lacroix, the coconut Lacroix, like oh, it's so not so a that's hotel. torture,
1: yeah. yeah. Okay, <laughs> the um, coconut
0: Lacroix is so gross,
1: so gross. Okay, he uh-huh. is currently incarcerated at uh, Quebec's maximum security Port Cartier institution. Of
3: course, match.
1: <laughs> 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 um, this was a fun fact. In April 2010, uh, he attempted suicide by shoving a wadded-up toilet paper roll down his own throat.
3: Not good enough. Uh,
1: toilet paper rolls are hollow on the inside. Not so, so, Okay, so there wasn't <laughs> toilet paper on it anymore. It was an empty cardboard roll, and he wadded that up.
3: Oh, 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 oh. I, I was picturing just shoving that and, like, it's just a big windpipe. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're, just, you're not doing By it right. shoving
1: a giant straw down
3: his own throat. Poor what a fucking lame attempt at that. I mean, is yeah. that seriously the best he could come up with? Well,
1: yep. He was unsuccessful and then was placed on suicide watch. Um... And last little factoid, the neighbor lady whom Russell attacked uh, alleges that his wife, Mary Elizabeth, knew about her husband's double life all along, but I was declined to turn about him that. in. Yes. So this is one person alleging this, you know, so take, you know, do with that information what you will. Mm-hmm. Um, but after he confessed... To the spate of brutal attacks and double murder, Mary Elizabeth filed for divorce. Um, they had been married almost 30 years. In the divorce, she got full ownership of their condo, which mm. prevented the surviving victims and victims' families from being able to claim the home as a seizable asset.
0: Oh, so maybe she
3: was.
1: Yeah. I don't Wait. know. Wait. Like
3: as as part of like a financial restitution. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um,
3: Interesting.
1: And she is also entitled to his full pension, which is sixty thousand dollars per year.
3: Jesus.
1: Jesus. Yep.
3: I mean, she didn't do anything wrong that we know of, and she was married to a fucking monster, murderer, pedo.
0: if we come at this from the school of thought that she really didn't know, then yeah, she kind of does deserve to be taken care of because that's such a terrible
1: yeah, you it know, could, thing to go through go as a spouse. Completely either way. It could yep. it could be like, okay, well she's an innocent victim and in all of this too and yep. she did not have her life turned upside down because she married a monster unwittingly. And yep. then mm-hmm. the other side of it is like she's doing just fine. And they arranged it so that, like, yes, he went to prison, but, like, she didn't lose anything and the victim's families don't get to nail him because he basically gave up all of his own money to his wife so that it would be protected. I mean, they
3: nailed him by now he's spending most of the rest of his life in prison. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that that financial restitution should be counted upon when you... That's true. Like send someone to prison. That's sort of just like an added perk, right? Yeah. I
1: could that's see fair. I could see being a, a family member or a victim and like fixating on that because it's like they didn't have a trial. Mm-hmm. You know? Like he just confessed. I guess they yeah. did. Sorry. I'm they did have a trial. I'm sorry. They did have a trial, and like information came out, but he had already confessed. So there wasn't like a. Battle. It's
0: more for sentencing than anything else.
1: Yeah. So there wasn't I like could, a
3: gotcha feeling. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I could see this being the thing that they're like fixating now on in the you know at, in the after.
3: I would guess that as far as the wife goes, she was probably aware that he had this fetish. Because it's his wife. Mm-hmm. But it going as far as breaking into people's homes and raping people and stealing children's underwear, like, I think that if she was aware of that, She'd most leave. rational people would get the fuck out of there. Yeah, and it if not in. It, it doesn't in.
1: sound like there was any abuse or. It sounds like they had a perfectly good, healthy marriage. Well, healthy marriage. Right. Uh, so it's not like she was, you know, cowed into keeping his secret for him or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, so my money is on there's no way she could have known and, and stayed.
3: There's no way. Also, if he if he's gonna fest to uh, this murder that they hadn't even had him nailed for, like, he was probably just getting a lot of shit off his chest, and if his wife were somehow involved, it probably would have come out at that point. Yeah, Yeah.
1: Yeah. Alright, well, That's my case, Russell Williams, and again, Stephanie Crocker. Thank you. Thank you,
3: Stephanie. Holy shit.
1: Yeah, this case was wild.
3: Yeah.
0: Well, I'm going to swoop in with the palate cleanser for the end of the show. (laughs) <laughs> and if this isn't the most canadian crime in history i simply don't know what is <laughs> so just try to out canada this shit
3: poutine poisoning yeah, you're closer than you think
0: oh no. uh, yes the year oh God. was 2016 the heist maple syrup
3: Oh Oh my god! (laughs) Nothing more Canadian. (laughs) Oh my god! A
0: carefully staged inside job involving three thieves with access to a warehouse adjacent to that of Quebec City's main storage of maple syrup, which stores over $30 million worth of syrup and supplies most
3: of the world
0: with syrup.
3: Yeah, I yeah. was going to say, one of my factoids, it's like 84% of the world's maple syrup comes from Quebec, yep. specifically.
0: Yeah. Wow. Good job, guys. Good on you. Three men were arrested in connection to this heist, though Canadian authorities are ser- or were searching for upwards of five additional accomplices, as well as scouring Canada in an attempt to recover some of the stolen syrup.
2: <laughs> oh my the police had tracked
0: out about two thirds of the stolen syrup and were trying to seize it, particularly a large quantity in the United States which is the largest buyer of Quebec's legitimate production and a mm-hmm. spokesman for Immigrant and Customs Enforcement said the agency was investigating what happened to the syrup after it slipped across the border yeah. it may be, <laughs> may be difficult to prove <laughs> that syrup is stolen property however "Quote: mm. maple syrup doesn't have a barcode yeah, <laughs> there's no, way, oh, to that the <laughs> there's point, no way to tell it apart. That is Lieutenant Lapointe of the Canadian investigation. Good point. There's no way to
3: tell it apart. Maple syrup.
0: Doesn't have a barcode. I just imagine the two, like, Bowdunk cops in Mount Rose, Minnesota from fucking Drop Dead Gorgeous. Yeah, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Looks to me like uh, Tammy was smoking and driving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she did enjoy a
1: good smoke. But after a good drive. She only smoked after a good ride. <laughs>
0: <sighs> All right. So let's meet Richard Vaiers, 38 no years old. no way to old. tell it apart. No way to tell
2: he was My found bed. guilty of
0: theft, fraud, and traffic and trafficking of <laughs> stolen syrup. Um, Etienne St. Pierre, 73 years old, <laughs> was convicted of fraud and trafficking. And Raymond Viers, Richard's 62-year-old father, was convicted of possession of stolen syrup.
3: Well, you'd think this was meth.
0: Uh, just well? wait until you hear the next part. Uh, A fourth accused, Jean Lord, was acquitted on a possession charge. Oh my the God. quantity possession and value of the syrup. Felony possession He was
1: found with the taps in hand. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, but this is fucking crazy. Your guys. fingers look crazy. really
0: sticky, eh? The quantity <laughs> and value of the syrup stolen makes this one of Canada's largest thefts in history. With 3,000 tons of syrup stolen, amounting in over $18 million.
1: (laughs) Why? 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 How are you going to offload all that syrup? All (laughs) of your questions will
3: be
0: answered. All of your questions will be answered.
3: You've got an inside man at Aunt Jemima. Yep. (laughs) Uh,
1: Wegmans.
0: During the fall of 2011 a tractor trailer began appearing at a Federation warehouse in saint louis de Blaford, Quebec. (laughs) Nailed it. And loading up (laughs) barrels filled with syrup from that spring's harvest. The barrels were transported to a sugar shack belonging to (laughs) Raymond Valles, the father, (laughs) where they were emptied and replaced with stream water. And then (laughs) the barrels were just taken back to the warehouse. When the stream froze over, and they couldn't refill the barrels with the stream water alongside the sugar shack, the syrup (laughs) transfer operation moved to a warehouse in Montreal in early 2012.
1: Why were they they filling the barrels with water so that they wouldn't be found right away? Correct. Yeah, it's like when you drink your parents' booze and you fill it with
3: water. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay.
0: Finally, the thieves decided to drain the barrels directly at the Federation warehouse where they rented the, uh, the adjoining the adjacent warehouse in Quebec. In total, 9571 barrels were surreptitiously emptied, representing surreptitiously? more than, uh, surreptitiously <laughs> representing more than half of the stockpile the Federation keeps to maintain a stable price.
1: It took me way too long to get, but
0: it was really yep. good. Yeah. The theft and fraud were committed against the Provincial Federation, which acts as a marketing board. So they maintain a stockpile of syrup that they sit on, and that helps stabilize the price of syrup and like help them control the market and distribution of syrup.
3: It was Fort Knox with yep. syrup.
0: Well, oh, it's not, God. and we'll get to that.
3: Oh, okay. oh, the God. theft and
0: fraud were committed against the Provincial Federation, which, which acts as a marketing board. The stolen syrup was pumped into a black market that undermines the quotas and prices established oh. by the Federation. Oh.
2: Like many thieves,
0: the Maple Syrup Gang was faced with how to unload a large quantity <laughs> of a commodity that is not easily moved. Uh huh. Yeah, but unlike so. most thieves... They found a way to get full price on the open market with the help of 63-year-old Raymond, the father, who was an official member of the Syrup Federation. Oh, he oh, was there inside, inside man. man. Uh, he's a mole. It's an old mole. An old mole. <laughs> it wasn't until August of 2012 that the Federation staff grew suspicious when they noticed some of the barrels were dirty and rusty, like they'd been taken out and re- and replaced. When the, can- when the containers were tapped, like literally someone walking by and knocking on the barrel with their knuckle.
3: Oh, not like tapped with a spigot? Oh. Nope.
0: Nope. <laughs> much, much simpler <laughs> means. Okay. <laughs> Some sounded emptier than others, they noticed. <laughs>
1: yeah, and wouldn't they weigh less if they're filled with water versus syrup?
0: Yep, but they don't weigh them. There are right. no fucking protections or anything. It says the, <laughs> the valuable stockpile was protected with quote minimal security, basically amounting to a lock on the warehouse door. The warehouse was not fortified. There were no security cameras or guards.
1: Oh Amazing. Canada. Mm-hmm. I mean the you can crime... blame them, it never would occur. I know. That someone would steal this. All right. But
0: it was going it on. apparently for a while. did. <laughs> the crime occurred over a period of time during a long running dispute between the Federation rogue syrup producers and buyers <laughs> who didn't want to be beholden to the government run quota system. <laughs> Truck driver Sebastian Jutris, who was guilty of involvement in this sticky plot.
2: Yes. <laughs> by moving the stolen
0: barrels, said Raymond justified his actions by stating, Stealing from thieves is not stealing. So they didn't, they were disenfranchised with how the government was handling oh, the syrup lord. market. Oh my lord. The thieves set themselves up as legitimate maple syrup dealers in neighboring New <laughs> Brunswick. a province with an open, if much smaller, maple syrup industry. From there, they shipped the stolen syrup to buyers (laughs) in that province as well as in Ontario, Vermont, and New Hampshire. Investigators (laughs) believe that the buyers were unaware of the syrup's illicit origins.
3: Can I just point out, as Kenyon and I know well, and no, I'm not going to repeat this whole story because my dad Uh still doesn't know, Uh but... When traveling from Canada to the United States, they're mm-hmm. a lot more strict about what you're bringing in yeah. yep. as opposed to what you're bringing into Canada going the opposite way. Yeah. yeah,
0: but if they are dealing under the pretense of being a legitimate syrup dealer, yeah. then that's different than just some like weirdos trying to cross the border with a bunch of barrels.
3: That's yeah. true. Or a six-pack so, of grape Smirnoff.
0: Exactly. <laughs> um, Raymond's son Richard said cigar. that he'd been buying and selling on Quebec's maple syrup black market for 10 years and had previous run-ins with the federation quote they were after me because I buy a lot they want more control over the syrup mm. <laughs> can't I'll trust him. Story. Uh, it came out in the trial that as much as $200,000 in cash uh, changed hands for a single syrup transaction and players use burner phones to avoid detection. So it's just like <laughs> meth. <laughs> yep. <But laughs> who likes syrup that much? It's, I don't like it's syrup. It's valuable. It's I don't think they
1: yeah, even care
0: like, so much about sir- syrup, but I they're feel clearly like buy because
1: one thing of syrup, like a normal-sized thing of syrup, like every three years.
0: Yeah. Well, but you never you never buy though. meth, but there are people who fucking love meth. That's true. You know, That's like, true. this is a huge industry, and anything that has government regulation or, like, uh, restriction on it, there's probably gonna be some crime-related element and, like, black market,
1: you know... Versions of it. Yeah. yeah.
3: You could yeah. just replace syrup in this story with, like, whiskey... As opposed to like yeah. bootleg bathtub moonshine and all yeah. those regulations that go Dude, along the with weirdest, it.
0: the weirdest shit gets sold on the black market. There are black markets for video game accounts that are like strong leveled up video game accounts of like fucking World of Warcraft. Like or yeah, those fucking kind of digital shit?
3: cats. Yeah, what are those cats so you can buy and sell and breed and it's like it's crazy. Why do people yeah. buy that?
1: I don't don't even want
3: to know what that is. Okay. So, Richard's defense was that
0: he committed these thefts under duress. He testified that when he (laughs) realized the syrup he was buying came from the Federation warehouse, he tried to back out. But the seller, who remains anonymous, threatened him at gunpoint. Vieres said his wife and young daughter (laughs) were also threatened. Jesus Christ. But other evidence suggested Vieres was not too troubled by the theft, and the jury found a... A litany of friendly text messages between him and the supposedly menacing seller. When the fact was uncovered and splashed across the news, Vair's response was the party's over.
3: Oh, that's so Canadian. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Superior Court Sorry. Justice. Raymond Pronovost. sorry, sends Richard <laughs> Valles to eight years in prison, confiscated $606,500 from him, and fined him another $9.4 million. Whoa. Yep. Wow. That's a lot of money. He. Uh, That's a you'll lot have of loonies to
1: and toonies, am I right? A lot of
0: loonies <laughs> and toonies. Uh, uh,
1: He'll have to pay back
0: the money over a ten year period or risk having his sentence increased by six years. The other two men, Raymond Viers and Etienne Saint Piel That's your favorite name each sentenced to jail terms of two years minus one day to be served in the community, as well as three years probation. Uh, They're so nice. Yeah, Raymond Viers, the, the son, will be required to pay $9,840 within one year or go to jail for six months, while St. Pierre must pay $1.3 million over 15 years or be imprisoned for five years. And oh. I do have pictures of these men on the blog. Yes, 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 yes. Who look like old-timey mobsters, but the son has, like, the most shit-eating grin on his face. <laughs> He's wearing, like, a silver chain, and he has the grossest mustache. And then his father, who looks exactly like him, but with white slicked back hair instead.
3: Yeah. What's that movie with, um... And
0: then sweet, old, elderly... (sighs) Etienne St. Pierre! Etienne! How do
1: people end up with a nose like the father's nose?
0: I mean, your nose and ears never stop growing. Also, if you're an alcoholic... You can get enlarged nose.
3: What yeah. if you're addicted to maple, sugar, maple syrup? I yeah. mean,
0: probably also not safe. But anyway, so,
1: that's
3: my
0: Canadian story.
1: Well, I love it so Amanda, much. That yeah. was
0: a uh, barrel of, uh, laughs. of laughs. What a sticky <laughs> barrel of laughs.
1: <laughs> 18 I was waiting million on that one
0: for a while.
3: Yes. I syrup syrup. wish this story wasn't over.
1: <laughs> oh, Surreptitiously was still the best.
3: <laughs> <laughs> How did you write that into your notes and not
0: make that joke? Pee
1: your pants. <laughs> I mean,
0: I got the joke, but I've been working on this story for two days, so it just wasn't funny to me anymore. <laughs> 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 <Surapticiously. laughs> It's anyway, so <laughs> All
2: right. for well, more
0: syrup-related puns, you'll have to come <sighs> see us at CrimeCon in Nashville in May. That's right. Yes, We're gonna May fourth
1: through 6th. Fourth mm,
3: Nash- through, through Nashville. 6th. And also, don't buy your tickets until you have our purchase code. Please. It is, it you you're not paying any more money or anything, but just by CrimeCon knowing that we are helping to sell tickets, they mm-hmm. reward us with like hotel rooms and yeah. we're also flying kenyan here from fucking south africa we yeah. need travel so we
0: need all the money we can get
1: if you mm-hmm. don't use our promo code we might have to start stealing barrels of syrup to pay yep. for this trip <laughs> so, and um,
0: i hate having <laughs> sticky hands so this is not a good business for me i know me.
1: yeah
3: with all, right. all of the syrup that we steal, we're gonna ju- the price of uh, wet wipes is gonna skyrocket. Yeah, <laughs> buy your stock now, Bitcoin and wet wipes. <laughs> Bitcoin
1: and wet wipes. <laughs> 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 oh, sounds like a good Saturday. Okay, mm-hmm. so. <laughs> special thanks this week again to our uh patreon for this episode stephanie crocker Woohoo! stephanie Get it, girl
3: so you good thank you stephanie
1: and again uh, if you have dogs that need walking in ottawa shout out bitches walking dogs
3: love it i fucking love that dot um, edu.org
1: all right who wants to take the first one special thanks
3: not me. I can try <laughs> to pronounce this. Big thank you to Torin Bakerud. Woo woo. Bakerood.
1: Torin B. Torin B. <laughs> Stephanie Juarez. Yes. <laughs> and Patty Hamelgard.
3: Oh God bless oh, you, Patty. I love it. Bless you. Margaret Travis, at $10 a month, you will be receiving a fucking patriarchy flexible wine glass in the mail Love at it. some point in the next yeah. several months.
0: My yeah. friend and colleague, Melissa Summers, also donating at $10 a month and will be receiving a fucking patriarchy wine glass in the mail at some point over the next 10 months.
1: <laughs> I didn't this- say 10,
0: I said I several. Did. I said 10.
1: <laughs> it might be 10.
3: It might be 10.
1: <laughs> In the same boat, uh, Samantha, mystery lady, doesn't want her last name. Woo, Samantha. Hmm. Love yes.
3: It. Also $10 a month, Sarah Harrison. Love it. Thank Get you. It. Yes. Woo-hoo. And to kick off the folks who have increased their
0: Patreon uh, support, Liz went from $1 to $5 this past month. Thank you so Hell much. Yeah. We really appreciate it.
1: Yep. You must People, have gotten
0: a raise. Uh-huh.
3: People are like
1: in the holiday spirit. People are yeah. increasing their pledges. It feels really nice. It really means I a love lot it. to us.
3: hmm Makes me feel like we're doing something worthwhile. <laughs>
1: yep. Is it my turn? It's my it's turn. It's Lucy, is it? Oh.
0: It might be you.
3: No, it's a Kenyan.
1: Emily Isabel. Isabel with two L's, like a bell. Beautiful. Increased from $2 to $5 a month.
2: Nice. nice.
1: Jenny Allen increased
3: her pledge from $5 to $10. Whee! So you're on
0: that glass list too. And Cassandra Netherton with an incredibly generous donation of $25 a month. You will get wow. to pick a topic and or case and or wine and or all three in an mm-hmm. upcoming episode. And you're amazing yeah. and we really appreciate you. Cassandra Thank you Netherton. so much to
1: all of you. You've got my nether's Thank you oh so my much. Oh my God.
0: Okay.
3: Hello.
1: All right, all right. <laughs> we love you all. Love, love you. Sarah.
3: Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Wine and Crime. Our cover art is by Kali Yip. Music by Phil Young and Corey Wendell. Check out our website and blog at wineandcrimepodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at wineandcrimepod. If you have wine recommendations or creepy true crime stories to share, email us at wineandcrimepodcast at gmail.com. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, basically wherever you get your podcasts. More importantly, if you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It really is the best way to spread the word. We are a totally independent show, so if you'd like to support us and get a shout-out on air... Visit our Patreon page to keep this podcast, and the wine, flowing. Cheers! Hello there, fellow skin suits. This
0: is Ember, Angel, and Nikki. Do you love true crime? Of, of course, course you, you do. do. Do you crave all the true details hidden in each case? Of, of course, course you, you do. do.
1: Do you have a dark sense of humor and need a touch of comedy to balance out those gory details? Of, of course, course you, you do. do.
0: Are you okay with language that would make a sailor blush? Of course, course you are.
2: are.
1: If you answered yes, then you should come hanging out with us, the gory gals of the Color Me Dead podcast. Come play with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Color Me Dead Pod or Color Me Dead Podcast.
0: We can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Podbean, and Overcast, or any other podcast app.
1: We release on Wednesdays because on Wednesdays we wear murder. Don't forget to wear
0: your sunscreen. Spay and neuter your pets. Use the buddy system. And And stay stay out out of chalk lines. lines. Goodbye. Goodbye.